everybody, welcome back to another episode on the Chatteron Mole podcast. Today we'll be talking to Abalone, also known as Abalonely on Instagram. Her Instagram makes me extremely jealous with how amazing it looks where she's based, which is in Norway. She's a trail runner, adventurer and endurance runner. If you're new around here, then make sure you do subscribe to the Chatter Unmold podcast. We're now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. Let's get right into it and talk all about trail running. Hello. Hello. <laughs> how are you? I'm fine, Molly. So, do you want to kind of introduce yourself to everyone who may not know who you are in terms of like your Instagram account? Because obviously, I know who you are, and I'm very jealous of the beautiful photos that you have on your account. But do you want to kind of give everyone a bit of an overview? Yeah. So, um, I'm a Norwegian trail and mountain runner, um, and uh, I started running just a few few years ago. So, in 2016. And after that, I've been totally addicted uh, to trail running and running, and uh, I'm always out for. Amazing. So in terms of kind of like your running journey then, how did you make that sort of step to actually start running? What was it that gave you that push to think, you know what, I want to go out on the trails. I want to do these ridiculous challenges that you always seem to be boasting about. So uh, it's uh, it's uh, the standard story uh, about uh, a mom that needed to, to have some exercise and mm-hmm. uh, I, running is great for exercise because you go out and you um, work out in 45 minutes. So it's great. Mm. Uh, I didn't have much time, so, so I would go out and for 45 minutes. Um, and then I, I swifted I into trail running. Um, I kind of saw a trail. I was like, where, where does it lead me? And then it would be longer and longer and more and more trails. So, um, yeah, that's it. And and I got lost sometimes on the trails, which made me um, turn me into an ultra runner. I think most people find that in ultra running when they get started. It's just kind of the aspect of exploring your local area and beyond. Because, I mean... A lot of your running is in Norway, but I believe you ran in other places as well in terms of your endurance challenges. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been running uh, mostly in Norway, but I've uh, done a race in Costa Rica. The Costa Rica. Oh wow! Yeah, that's an amazing race. So so six days uh, running in um, in jungle, rainforest, beach, amazing, and and in north of Sweden. So ice ultra, which takes uh, place in an Arctic wilderness uh, in February in minus 40 degrees. Wow. That's, um, and uh, Sardinia, um, also a place that is amazing for running. So uh, I, in, in my opinion, um, like running for me is to explore explore new places all over the world yeah definitely in terms of like your um other races and so obviously you, like you said you raced in costa rica and then 
minus 40 degrees as well how did you prepare for that because a lot of people maybe probably watching this or listening back maybe going into ultra running and they want to do something different like go to a different location to race uh once lockdown and COVID 19s under control so in terms of kind of adapting to those different temperatures and brand new places do you have any tips in terms of training yeah so um for Costa Rica, it was very specific uh, heat uh, exercise. So in uh, in January, I uh, actually did uh, a lot of treadmill training, which I usually never do. Mm. Uh, and I would go into the gym with uh, winter clothes on, full on, um, gloves, hat, uh, three layers. I would uh, do a 45-minute uh, run. And uh, then I would go directly to the sauna and I would stay there for 45 minutes. Um, so I did that uh, three times a week mm-hmm. for four, almost four weeks um, to adapt for the, to the heat. It worked uh, really yeah. well. That's like a really good way to kind of get access to adapting. Because you hear about professional athletes, like, you know, going you know, to the Himalayas or to other places in Africa, high up altitude training, but not everyone has access for that. So that's a really good uh, tip in terms of the treadmill. I would have never thought of that, but it actually sounds so simple. And like you just said, it was effective. You know, it worked for your race. So um, obviously we've spoken about your races and then kind of like your endurance um, racing and adventuring and that sort of thing. And obviously if people haven't seen your Instagram feed, they need to see it because if, if you wanted to pitch why someone should take up ultra running, it's displayed in your feed quite simply, isn't it? How did you um, get about having a photographer go running with you? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I met Ian in Sardinia a couple of years ago um, on a photo shoot. And we, uh, um, yeah, after that, we've been very good friends. And, and in uh, January, we went to... Um, to Morocco together to climb in the mountains there uh, and well uh, one thing led to another so I'm I'm really happy to, to have him um, uh, with me on mm-hmm. the, uh, which is great um, so obviously I, I, I'm very lucky to have a pro photographer <laughs> to join <laughs> So before before that, I I would take pictures uh, on my own. Um, I would use a GoPro, and it uh, it wasn't too bad. But it's another thing with with a pro photographer. Yeah, definitely, it kind of takes it to that next level for sure. Um, in terms of uh, having someone run with you, then have you noticed a difference within yourself when you're running with your pro photographer compared to running by yourself? Yeah, uh, I don't mind running on my own. I've done lots of adventures on my own, and I I really enjoy running on my own. Uh, I'm not afraid of running out in the mountains. Um, I had some uh, some longer adventures, uh, like seven days in the the mountains uh, in Norway alone. Uh, it's a different thing because you're more into a meditative state, mm-hmm. um, and uh, when with somebody you will uh, adapt and adjust to to the other person but then you get somebody to share it with yeah 
always great. Um, so it's different, uh, and I enjoy both. Um, yeah, it's like having a kind of happy balance of both because I'm the same. I run by myself all the time. But then whenever I go back home, especially recently, I'll run with like one other person. And it's that nice balance, like you say, of having that time to kind of reflect and self-medicate. But then on the flip side, you've got those runs where you can just chat to someone along the way. And like you say, share the experience. How, what do your um, kids think about this? Because you said that you're a mum and then you got into running. What do they think? So um, my oldest, my daughter, she she uh, thinks it's in the beginning she would be a bit like this is weird, mommy. This is this is <laughs> my my son is he just thinks it's great. He he thinks he have a superhero mom, um, and uh, I I think he's going to be a really good uh, mountain runner when he becomes uh, he grows older because he he enjoys being out. Um, out on the trails with me so um, yeah he thinks it's great yeah because he's got you to look up to as like a role model in a way and that's so important because we had um, Tim on last week who was my previous person I was speaking to and he was talking about the importance of you know within the whole parenting thing so obviously I don't know I'm not a parent but um, how important it is kind of considering the role that you play in terms of how you influence your children and their development and how they see the world ultimately you know it's all in your hands and that's such a big aspect of parenting so to be able to do kind of the ultra running in the endurance running and see already what impact it's having on your kids it's pretty encouraging isn't it when you're a runner to kind of see that influence yeah. um in terms of uh, running runners world then because um obviously you're a writer for them how did that come about Oh, um, I met uh, the editor um, of Runners World Norway uh, some years It was the first year when I started running and I went to um, an event and um, I can't really remember what it was, but we started to talk and, um, and then some weeks later, she she contacted me and said we need um, um, an ambassador for a race, and I was thinking like yeah this this is it, and and I became the ambassador for 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 a big trail running race in Norway, and after that it have uh, just um, been more and more uh, runner world runners world work and I'm blogging for that and I'm going to events for them and it's great to be able to inspire uh, other people. Yeah, would you say that's like the main highlight from having a job like that? Because for some people that's a dream job to be able to kind of center their full-time work around running and what you love and what you do as a hobby and kind of like a way of life now. Would you say that's kind of like the main highlight? Yeah, but it's, it's still my hobby um, mm. because uh, I'm, I'm a nurse I'm a full-time nurse, um, so the runner wo runner's world part is is my still my hobby. Mm. Uh, yeah, but it's ha having a healthy balance then for sure, because I'm sure being a nurse that is extremely stressful. So you must love it when you've got some time to either do some blogging or go for a run. Yeah, exactly. It's my free time. Yeah, yeah definitely. 
in terms of them kind of circling back to kind of ultras and endurance and adventuring, what advice would you give to someone who's maybe thinking about taking that leap and starting to run longer distance events rather than, you know, like 5Ks and 10Ks? What main piece of advice would you have for them? Uh, it's, it's to do it. Um, and it's to, to go slow. Um, most people go too hard in the beginning and that will um i think that going in a slope uh, makes it easier to complete and most people want to complete um to be on the it doesn't matter if all the others are are quick and um the point is to get there and to enjoy and then um start slower and then you find out if you can go quicker uh, it's always better to finish strong than to go out strong and then finish like a wreck yeah or in some cases not even finish at all for some people if they've gone out too hard yeah that that is really insightful because i think when people start running there's this whole idea of the quantified body and about how everyone defines their runs by maybe their pace and their time and that sort of thing and one thing that I've kind of learned from the ultra marathon community because I'm not an ultra runner the furthest I've ran is a half and, you know for me at the moment that's fine but but in terms of like the ultra marathon running world and endurance and adventurers like yourself everyone seems so friendly and kind of accepting of anyone no matter what time it, they all have the shared love of adventuring and that's quite I, I don't know how else to phrase it but it seems to be quite special in that sort of um ultra marathon community yeah ultra runners are special they are and i was i was lucky to to follow a hundred miler here in norway for runners world this summer and and i i always it they always make smile those ultra runners especially the ones in the back and um, because they're having such a fun time and they're smiling and they're so happy and you just you just got to love those amazing people who just hey 100 miles that sounds like a fun thing to do on a saturday and and yeah they're great they're always smiling from from when they're in in the dump and yeah. they will and they're like, yeah, I suppose I'll get there sometime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, they have fun during it. Because I think when people start running for the first time, like if they're doing, I don't know, like a couch to 5K, it's about getting it done and like people kind of trying to fall in love with running. And like you perfectly said there, it's all about having fun and exploring new places, especially with ultra marathons. Like the amount of locations that you've been to, and like you said, the races that you've done, that's the main highlight. It's not your time. You haven't mentioned that at all. It's where you've been and the people that you've met. Someone uh, commented on the speed as well. I'm just trying to read it. Um, saying, yeah, pace and time are the thieves of joy. I mean, that sums it up pretty nicely, doesn't it? Um, so I'm going to mention it because you posted about it. I think it was a couple of days ago. Do you want to walk us through what that for? peak challenge was that you posted about because it looked absolutely amazing uh it, the, the one i did this weekend yeah uh it was um i went to a place uh, in norway it's between the two two really nice 
two of my favorite uh, places. Um, the mountains there are not very high, but you get the amazing view uh, from the, the big mountain areas around. And, um, and we basically did uh, four, it was actually five peaks, but we can't find a name on one of them. All right. So, so we started out um, after a bun, <laughs> and then we ended. Um, so the, the sun rises quite late and sets very early now. You don't have much time with sunlight. Uh, but the 22K and four or five things um, in a day, and it was just perfect. Um, yeah, it looked absolutely beautiful in the uh, photo reel and the video reel that you posted. I, I think everyone got jealous of it when they were watching it. I can feel the envy from everyone's comments and likes. Um, but that's kind of like a main kind of pitching point for ultramarathon running, isn't it? The fact that you can explore these new places and see beautiful parts of nature that maybe people don't get to experience very often. You know, if they're living in a city or that sort of thing, they don't, don't have that nearby. So to be able to go out there and do your hobby like you say is so important to kind of have that balance in life because you know for you if you're working as a full-time nurse having that outlet I mean can you imagine life without ultramarathon running and endurance running no not anymore um, <laughs> so you, and you would ask me if I would like to spend my uh, weekend running um 60k um, and I would say, no, that's not ever going to happen. And something I'm longing for through the week. And I can't see my life without running. It's, yeah. Uh, it's had such a big impact, hasn't it? Like, like you said, it's just given you that sort of release and that path to be able to just go and explore, go spend some time with other people or yourself to meditate and just have that thing to look forward to. Because um, it's really good just to have that separate thing away from work. Um, in terms of your races then, what would you say has been the toughest ultramarathon race that you've done or any race actually, it doesn't have to be ultramarathon? Oh, that's that's a difficult one. Um, <laughs> I really like those. Um multi-day stage races uh, it gives more more than running it's uh, it's it's an adventure and you have to uh, think plan uh, wait uh, ice ultra in Sweden mm -hmm. where the temperatures went down to minus 40 um, where you had to carry I had to carry all my stuff for uh, five days, and it was yeah. two hundred in five days uh, on snowshoes. <laughs> um, and I got some huge blisters mm. after twenty-five k. Uh, so imagine five days with pain. <laughs> yeah. So I th I think that was the most challenging race I've done. Uh, and thing I've, I've done but you've but it done was... it that's the main thing you finished didn't you so <laughs> yeah the thing, uh, it didn't take more than a week and I was like I want to go back I want to yeah. do this again. 
<laughs> you want to do it again with the blisters <laughs> just go through that experience again that is amazing yeah. it shows how um i think someone summed up really well the other week actually i was saying how crazy we are and obsessed we are with running no matter what distance everyone always wants to go back and uh, someone said it's dedicating <laughs> it's kind of being dedicated to running slash a little bit of an obsession someone's commented saying come to ireland oh interesting <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've seen some uh, some of the races in Ireland, and uh, and I will go there someday. Um, I had a race on the schedule. Uh, I can't remember the the name now, but the sky sky race. Uh, and uh, and definitely going there when COVID is over. Yeah, what country have you not been to yet that you'd like to go to because of a ultramarathon race or something like that? Uh, ETR in Nepal, the, the Everest Trail Race. Uh, that's a race I I am doing, uh, hopefully next year. Fingers crossed, COVID depending. Uh, the person that commented about Ireland said Kerryway Ultra is 200 kilometers in under 40 hours. Wowzers. <laughs> that's a little bit too long for me. Um, I, I haven't uh, even done a hundred miler, um, so for me it's uh, stage races that uh, that's where I can do the long distances. Yeah, I think I if I was going to get into it, I'd be the same. I'd like it to be in stages <laughs> to give me time in between each one overnight when recovering to think over my decisions <laughs> um, rather than during it all in one go. I don't think I'd be able to do that either. Um, we've got beyond the ultimate that have joined the chat saying hello <laughs> so um yeah what would you say the feedback has been from your account because you've got quite a few followers we've got quite a lot of them watching on here have you kind of been welcomed into the community uh as you said ultra runners are that the community is very uh, friendly and open and they're um they're always happy to to they have room for everybody the mm. quick the the small ones the they're they're there for for everybody so yeah they've got that shared love of just being out and adventuring together and kind of respecting each other in that sort of way i think running as a whole is really good for that because um I, I think i've said it a few times before on other podcast episodes that I didn't realize until I started running how welcoming the community was. And I've not always constantly been in it. I've kind of dipped in and out. And every time I've come back, it's kind of been like open arms, welcome back in. No, like, oh, you took some time out, so you, you can't come back in. None of that. It's, it's always been so welcoming. And I think that a main thing that me and other probably shorter distance runners have always respected about ultramarathon runners is how friendly that community is and how it's just a case, like I said before, multiple times just getting out and adventuring and being with each other and having that shared love for uh, ultra marathons and that sort of thing so um what we'll do i think i'll ask one final question and then we'll wrap it up because um we spoke about the toughest rough uh, race that you've had what if you had to I, it may be very difficult doing this but if you had to choose one race that you would do again tomorrow which one would it be I will always want to do the ice ultra again. Yeah. Um, it, I, it's not 
possible to really explain somebody who haven't done it. Mm. Uh, but it's nothing like it. Uh, the the wilderness, the the Arctic, uh, the cold environment, and it's such a small group. Um, so the pe- you really get to know the people, and you're all sharing an adventure that is uh, is beyond anything um, when it comes to to racing that I've done. Um, it's it's much more. It's an adventure. Uh, so that's a race I I really want to do one more time. Yeah, that's just one that you can just keep coming back to as your kind of main highlight. And like you say, having that small group of people, it must be so good to kind of connect all together because you're going through that same race and that same experience together. Do you still keep in touch with any of those that are in that group? Yeah, we uh, we have a group on uh, on Facebook and uh, also on Instagram. Um, we see each other's pictures and, and stuff. Uh, it was more in the beginning after the race, and I could really feel how I missed that um, that community that we got kind of um, the the weeks after it was really weird because it was just five days, and and still it felt like it was the world. Yeah kind of in that regular rhythm of running together even if it's only for five days then suddenly it's like whoa what do i do now um okay so uh oh someone else has commented saying that you're a fantastic athlete loving your posts wishing you well in the future that's great so obviously like you said before you've been really welcomed into this community so if people aren't following you then now is the time because we've fully promoted the idea uh, someone else says that your running photos are pure escapism. Yeah, that's a key theme, the whole escapism. I can't believe I didn't use that word once during this podcast because I am obsessed with that word. But yes, that is lovely to hear. Okay, well, I think we'll wrap it up there. Thank you very much for coming on. I hope you enjoyed it with the rescheduling and everything. It got to talk all about ultramarathon um, running and kind of promote it to the community. I'm sure a lot of people will now look at your profile and you know really be inspired to take up ultramarathon uh running so it's been really lovely speaking to you really inspiring for me as well uh so thank you for coming on and i hope you enjoyed it thank you molly i did thank you very much and i'll see you later i don't want to lose me so I-